This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to College Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me today is Emilio Donnell and Mike Gregg. This is a special spotlight episode as we'll be sharing our thoughts on Clint Dempsey, who just announced his retirement from football. We all have fond memories of Clint when he was a full player, and we're going to spend the show talking about him. We have much to discuss in regards to Mr. Dempsey, but before I do anything, I have to welcome my co-host back to the show. Mr. Gregg, how you doing? Yeah, hi, Russ. Hi, Emilio. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, looking forward to doing this, uh, you know, show on uh, one of the most important players we've had in the last, you know, 10 years. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. I obviously have uh, very strong feelings about Dempsey, and I'll be sharing them during the show, but I look forward to getting your view and, of course, Emilio's as well. Emilio, welcome back to the show. I look forward to doing this with you, talking about Mr. Clint Dempsey. Yeah, hi Russ, hi Mike. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's I'm pleased that he's he's retiring on a high. Uh, but the same, you know, I see Kim Dempsey as a very very important player in the history of the club. I, he he will always be in my top eleven, almost starting eleven lineup. You know, for many many years to come, his contribution to the club was immense. And you know, you know, I'll miss him. You know, I missed him when he left. And I'll miss yeah. him when he's retired. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to just get Mike's thoughts in terms of you know, the memories of. Mr. Dempsey over the last, you know, that period of time at the club. Okay, excellent. And I definitely want both of you to share your thoughts. I just wanted to share this real quick just to begin the show because I'm sure many know this, but I'll just mention this as well. Clint Dempsey was a player for the New England Revolution 
and uh, I was searching for a team to call my own, and I could not find a Premier League team that fit me. Well, Quint decided to go to Fulham, and uh, I then decided to, well, I'm going to give Fulham a shot at this point. And uh, it really took from that point on. So I owe Quint Dempsey a great deal because his move to Fulham changed my life. I became a Fulham supporter, and it's been wonderful ever since. So uh, I owe him a great deal just by making the move. And obviously his contributions as a player are fantastic, and we'll talk about that. But personally, I owe Quint Dempsey a lot. So I just want to wish him the best in his retirement. That's just quickly my thoughts on Quint, my journey with him, I guess you could say, because I followed him to uh, full. All right, guys, let's get into this. And uh, Mike, I'm just going to start with you. Just share with me your overall thoughts on Quint Dempsey as a player with Fulham. And then we'll get into memories, you know, matches and everything. But just overall, your view of his time at Fulham. Yeah, well, he's, um, I, I wouldn't go as far as Emilio and put him in my top 11. But, uh, you know, he's um, he, he was an odd player in some ways. I mean, obviously, the, the main memory is the goal against the Juventus, which yep. I'm sure we've all watched a million times. And... Um, you know, encapsulated pretty much what he can do, which is, you know, he, he could do the unusual. And, um, you know, he was an important player for a good number of years for us. And, you know, the goal against Liverpool as well. Um, yep. But, when, you know, when you look at his, his final scoring record for us, you know, uh, 50 goals in 180-odd games, you yep. know, you, you in some ways you forget how many goals he did score for us. And at some stages, he was the only player scoring. But then I've, I've had a little look as well. And, it, you know, it took him a long time to get going, scoring goals for us. And he would go a good number of games. Yeah, yeah he, would, he would go a good number of games without actually getting one. I mean, he only scored one when he joined us. And, you know, he was sub a lot. And, you know, that was a difficult time as well. But, I mean, the goal was the Liverpool one. And then in the, um, you know, the following season, uh, 2000, well, Sorry, the 2007-2008 season when he uh, he scored all his goals at the beginning of the season you know, in the first half, and then Roy came and he never scored again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of um, lots of things there. But uh, you know, is the Juventus the Juventus goal um, which we all remember? And my other thought about him is that we know what position did he play? What kind of player was he? Was he wasn't really. <laughs> A number nine, you know, there's a few games. I always thought when he played, when you saw him named as being the main striker, you know, that's us with five in midfield or, you know, whatever formation we have. But it would be us playing without striker. That's, that's the way I always felt. You know, he, was, he wasn't a winger, uh, but he was sort of uh, what we would probably consider in old football language, you know, and, and in, inside forward, inside left forward. Yep. Um, sort of just in that kind of area outside the box. And uh, and the other thing, of course, is when he joined, which made you become a fan, was he joined two Americans who were there already in, in Carlos Bocanegra and uh, and Brian McBride. Absolutely, so, you know, we yeah. had uh, quite, uh, quite an American sort of uh, link up there. And, and <laughs> look where we are 11 years later. We still have right. that in many ways as well. But, um, yeah, it's forever the Juventus uh, goal for me. I'm there with you, Mike. That's obviously the big memory that stands out for me as well. But I'm glad that you talked about the position. Then I'm going to 
go to Emilio because the, the one thing that stands out for me watching him and and I'm looking at his goal totals and you know again one season obviously 2011 2012 he had 17 goals and the year prior he had 12 but what stood out for me is that he could go hiding a decent amount in games Mike and then he would just show up and score a goal and be impactful but he would take a lot of shots that's something that always stood out for me because when I was watching Sherla it actually reminded me a little bit of how Dempsey would just shoot True, true. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I saw, you know, you know, obviously Mike, Mike's talked a lot, you know, sort of a lot about, you know, the memories of, of Clint over over the years, and that was key. You know, in the years that we was was it struggling, you know, like you said, it did take a while to adjust. You know, that first season, you know, it took him what eight to ten games before he got that goal. Arguably, yeah. you could argue that goal against Liverpool when they were preparing for the Champions League final, and Fulham had to win to stay up is arguably probably the most important goal for Clint Dempsey. Sentimentally, it's obviously Juventus, but financially, I'd argue it's a Liverpool goal that was probably the most crucial. And that was his first goal for the club. Um, but, you know, the next couple of seasons, he was a steady player, an important player. He contributed. His assists is something as well. We, we, we may not say he's, he's the most prolific striker in the world because that wasn't his natural position. But he was always there, sniffing, assisting. Yeah. He's always looking to shoot from distance. He wasn't afraid to, to go for goal. And... You know, his overall contribution, I just think when you're, when you're in the Premier League, there are some seasons you're struggling, other seasons you're in mid-table you know, stability there. And he'd always he'd always pop up with goals, assists. Right. You know, his penalty, you know, overall his penalty taking was fairly strong. You know, unfortunately, the one time he did miss was the chance we had to beat our neighbours down the road. But uh, <laughs> but overall, I just thought his overall contribution on the pitch, I think he, he gave he gave a lot of motivation on the pitch as well. You know, so I think he was an important player on the people side of things as well, other than just the goals and assists. So it's, that's why I think it's such an important player, especially in those crucial years when we sort of was struggling, fighting relegation, pushing up the league as well. He was playing a different role and played in a, a different important part in, in, the, in the success of the club in, in the Premier League. That's why I, I hold him in high regard. And, you know, I do see him as being one of my important, most important players ever for the club. Okay, excellent. Mike, I want your thoughts on what Emilio just shared and also this point that I think is when you talk about him, it's something that uh, stands out to me. How much he improved as a player in his time at Fulham because we're talking about early on. It took him a while to get in. He was coming off the bench a great deal. But when you look at Quint Dempsey when he began at Fulham and when he ended, he was at the top of his game. He was in his prime. He improved so much as a player during his time. I'm assuming you would agree with me. Well, yeah, I mean, he um, he did take a while to get going. And, you know, I think my memory serves me right. And he was very much a a player that split the fans in many ways. You know, yes, he would shoot from ridiculous distances. You know, he also had a habit of slipping over and, uh, you know, being accused of being a bit, you know, being accused a little bit of lightweight. Um, he also had a nastiness to him, you know, I mean, I know he got his fair share of black eyes, but he dished them out as well. So, you know, he he could look after himself. But yeah, I mean, he, certainly his eye for goal improved as, as the years went on. And, um, you know, certainly uh, under Joel, he had his best year, yep. uh, which obviously led to his move. Um, uh, but he just, he did keep improving and he... He became a key member of the team, but I mean, you you know, you also look back under Roy, and yeah, he played a lot under Roy, but he was also, you know, 
sub quite a bit and um, it goes back to sort of you know what is his position you know and, and so I always felt under Roy you were never quite sure where he fitted into what he wanted him to right. do but uh, but yeah well, you know under under Mark Hughes even he did he, you know he did really well um, but uh, yeah he you know his eye for goal yeah absolutely improved and um, yes. but so, yeah early on it was uh, you know let's let's fire it from every angle <laughs> and uh, hope one gets in. And, uh, you know, the angle I was standing at for the Juventus game, oh. it looked a little bit similar, but, you know, it just looped in, didn't it? So oh, uh, all that all that testing he did early on in the, his career at Fulham, you know, paid dividends that evening. That's a great point, Mike. But what's interesting, because we're talking about his improvement, obviously – with his shooting and, and scoring goals. The one thing that uh, later on in his career was uh, taking free kicks. And mm-hmm. I can remember watching him taking free kicks. It's like, why is he doing the Ronaldo thing? But he would do, you know, do the Ronaldo thing where he would just stand there like Ronaldo. And then he would score. And that was his last season with Fulham when he really improved. But that is something that stood out for me is some of those free kicks later on in his career with Fulham. You know, yeah, he became a uh, you know a real specialist in that, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he was one of those players. Once he had his eye in, and you saw him over it, you're thinking, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to do well here. But um, you know, some other players you see lining up, you think, oh, you know, not, he's going to keep on going. But you know, Clint <laughs> could do it well, and and we saw him do it, you know, at, at the other teams he went to as well, and uh, yep. and for the US team. Absolutely, Emilio, I, I want to go back to you because we're talking about just Quint's uh, time at Fulham, and uh, I'm focusing a little bit more on his improvement, and that goes to really the end of his time with Fulham, but just talk about your thoughts. You were there watching him. Do you see what Mike and I are talking about with his improvement in the shooting? Obviously, the goals came, but I had to mention some of these free kicks because he started to become a little bit of a specialist at it in the end. Yeah, and I think it's, I think Mike raised a very good point at the beginning of the show that, you know, he was able to do the spectacular sometimes, you know, sometimes he'd do yeah. the not so spectacular, but then he, you know, he would do something a little bit special. Obviously, aside from the Juventus goal, there are other moments where he would, he would do these deft free kicks. He would, you know, he would, he, you know, he would just do something a little bit different, you know, at times when we needed players to rise, you know, above the struggling team, he was there sort of, you know, urging the team forward. I saw him being quite motivational amongst the team. You can see that that aggression Mike was saying, he can be quite a, has that physical nature. You can see that 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 feeling of anger on the pitch. And you know, when things weren't quite running according to plan, that he was getting frustrated, he would G up the team. There'd be moments when he scored crucial goals, you can see the way he reacted, you know, kissing his his badge, you know, double fisting in front of the fans. That's how much, you know, those moments I won't forget. That shows how passionate he was for the club and how much he wanted to play for the club and you know, I love players who want to be at the club, not there for the money, not there for any other reason than they want to play for Fulham football. A bit like Mitrovic. Right. Mitrovic come to Fulham because he loves the club, he loves the setup, he loves the environment, loves the manager and so forth. Dempsey was the same. He, he loved you know, Fulham. And I'm not too sure, you know, the move to Tottenham, we may talk about that shortly, but that, you yeah. know, that was unfortunately not the right move for him per se. But maybe that's when agents start to play a part. Uh, you know, and then you know we we got stung that that transfer window when we lost arguably our two best players. That's right. But, yeah, but you know he did the spectacular. He did the what was important for the club. And, and I'll reiterate when the club was struggling, he, you know there was one only one person who you could rely on it. 
in times of need, it was him. Without his goals at times, you know, we might have been in a more perilous situation. And, you know, that got like I say time and time again, his first goal at the club kept us in the Premier League. Without that, there would have been no Juventus, no other spectacular moments in that career. We might have seen that, you know, so that's, you know, it wasn't the most prolific, best goal in the world. It was a bit scuffed, but it, was, it went in the back of the net and we beat Liverpool. That kept right. us in the Premier League. Let's not forget that. That's a good point to bring that up. And uh, thank you for doing that. Now, I want to talk to both of you about the impact of Dempsey. I think uh, this is a difficult way to do it, but I think sometimes the best way to look at it is when a player leaves. So let's talk a little bit about this, Mike, because um, that season, that last season with Fulham, he scored all those goals. He scored 17, and uh, I was worried that he might want to leave. And then, of course, we have this situation with Tottenham, and he does leave. But I've always talked about the impact of Dembele leaving. And I don't think I've talked enough about the impact of Dempsey leaving. So when a player at the height of his game, at that point where he's scoring all these goals, it definitely had an impact the next season, Micah. I want to get your thoughts about him leaving. I Listen, I know he left very badly. If you want to touch on that, feel free to. Absolutely feel free to. But I want to talk about the impact of losing him to Tottenham. Yeah, well, it was, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I've already seen some comments about it does tinge the sort of uh, the memory of him really in some ways. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was, it was all linked to Liverpool in that summer of uh, 2012. And, uh, you know, we weren't going to let him go. And then there's talk of him turning, turning up and uh, not, not training, not going on the tour and, and, you know, Use the word strike if you like or, or whatever, but he certainly yep. wasn't um, he wasn't there. He might have been there in body, but he certainly wasn't there in mind. And um, you know, and the transfers of Dembele and uh, and Dempsey within the you know the last two days of the window pretty much killed our you know killed our season. We replaced them on the last day, yes, with Berbatov and Richardson and and De Jager, I think if I remember yeah, rightly. But um, yeah. you know, we'd also signed Hugo in the summer as well and, and Patrick but uh, yeah yeah I mean yeah we got 21 million or 20 million whatever it was for those two guys but um, it really everyone's heart just sank you know losing the you know we saw Dembele we saw what he can do and how Yol had converted him into that midfielder we see now and um, yep. and also got the best out of Dempsey so and I, if I remember rightly, you know, that summer we were on, you know, we felt good about things. We, you know, we, we did. We we were looking forward to the season. And unfortunately, I remember that opener um, that season, Mike. Yeah. And we just got a kick in the teeth, didn't we? You know, because, yeah. uh, you know, we've, we've beaten, we beat Norwich. We lost just, was it United? We just lost two. And, um, you know, and then within days, that They're team is. In some ways, it you know gutted mm. it because they were the heart and soul of it, and yeah. uh, it took us a well. Did we ever recover? I'm not sure we did actually, to be honest. Um, I don't, I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. Go ahead, Amelia. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I was going to say, yeah, I totally agree there, Mike, because you know, you know, Daniel Levy. I, you know, I, I got frustrated with the fact that I was in. I remember I was in Italy at the time, and you know, when that all went through, and. Um, you know, the fact that they, he, he, they got him for six million quid, bargain, you know, and I've had this debate time and time again with many fans. I think we've had it on the show, Russ, is 
who was our biggest loss, Dembele or Dempsey? I, I, you know, people can disagree with me. You've either got the quality of Moussa Dembele, you know, beautiful to watch, or you've got the goals that count. And it's yeah. I still find pound for pound, value for money, Dempsey was more of a loss in Dembele. Dembele's for all his beautiful skill, his contribution on the pitch was as not as not a significant, not not enough goals for me and not enough assists for me. And that's you know pound for pound. You know, you look at what you know what's what's what keeps you in the Premier League. It's not fancy football. It's goals, goals when you matches. Unfortunately, where it counted, Dembele wasn't prolific enough for us, and that's what that's what let him down at the club. But I'm still adamant to this day. If I had a choice of selling either or, I would have sold wow. Dembele, not Dempsey, and kept Dempsey wow. for two years. And I've said I've said that all along. And you okay. know, Dembele's contribution to where it counts not enough. It was lovely to watch. I, I admired watching him play time week in week out. But he didn't do enough for me, you know, in the, where it counted. And that's in the goal front and the assists. But when okay, remember, very interesting. So when Mike was saying as well, when they both left. We got stuck. Yep. I mean, we go to Upton Park and we got stuck 3 0, I think it was, wasn't it, oh, Mike? It was terrible. That was terrible, that performance. There was two 3 0 defeats. That was Yo's final game and we got stuffed at Upton Park and also the beginning of that season. We were dire at Upton Park. And that was just that was a warning sign early on. I think, you know, we started off very brightly. At one moment, weren't we top of the league briefly at one point that season and suddenly got hammered at West Ham and we never quite recovered. So, uh, yeah. but, you know, that, that seems so many years ago now. It's really, what, six years ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let me ask no, you we guys. Did start well, we did start well that season, yes. but the, the quality yeah. just wasn't there. Uh, yeah, you know. right. Uh, well, Mike, let me ask you because Emilio's talking about obviously the impact of Quint Dempsey comparing it to Dembele. I've always said Dembele. I've, that's been I've always gone there, but Emilio brings up a good point talking about all the goals that Quint Dempsey scored. And uh, so, do you understand where he's going? You might. I don't know if you agree or disagree with his take on this, but what are your thoughts about his impact? Because I think I have been uh, underselling his impact. I think in retrospect, um, Emilio's right, but we're sort of, we've seen what Dembele um, has been able to do. I, I tend to agree in some ways that, you know, for all the praise that Dembele gets, the actual end product, I mean, I always used to joke he could never cross the... Uh, the white line of the 18 yard box, you know, he just had to stop, you know, because he just couldn't get in there. And he still has an element of that, but we saw last week what he can do when he comes on and, um, you know, but goals, goals are, you know, for a team like us, even back then, you know, goals are the, the lifeblood of the, of a team. And, uh, you know, we, we took out 20 of them basically in that, in that one transfer. And, uh, as as good as Berbatov was in that first season, it, it was um, you know we we saw what happened with him further on. So uh, yeah. you know, Emilio might be right, but that, that's a that's a good discussion point. Um, it is, uh, but but I do think it's in retrospect. We all just look back and see how good <laughs> Dembele was, and and right. how in how in many ways Dempsey's career pretty much stalled. You know, um, it did a half decent half decent season that. Tottenham and then and then surprised a lot of people by basically going home to the MLS. Where I was very surprised by that because I thought he still had a good amount left to give, and I was surprised that he decided to come back to MLS. Something against MLS, but I thought at that point he could still offer something in the Premier League. I did. I I thought that he could, but that's interesting because Mike, um, 
let's talk about Dempsey going to Tottenham and then obviously he was okay if that's the best way to put it. Like you said, maybe just, just average at best. He was decent for that second half of the season. And then he goes to the Sounders. So let's now talk about he's at the Sounders and uh, then one season he comes back on loan to Fulham, which was a surprise. He comes back on loan. I started hearing talk about this, but I, I was surprised that this ended up happening. I didn't believe the talk, but he ends up coming back. I was excited that he came back, Mike. I want to get your thoughts about his return. First of all, just his return, and we could talk about his time. What, let's first talk about him coming back to the club, because this is just my opinion. I think he might have thought that, not that it was a mistake to go to Tottenham, but he might have been regretting it a little bit. What are your thoughts about him returning back to Fulham? Uh, if, I'm, uh, if I remember rightly, I, th- I think I did some shows with you as well, Russ. I yeah. wasn't very happy at the time with him coming back. Uh, yeah. Uh, because we all saw it for what it was. You know, it was a fitness thing. Yeah. Um, he's coming back in January. We're in a we're in a relegation, you know, dogfight, basically. And we all saw it for what it was, which was he's coming here and he's going to use us to get fit. And unfortunately, when he did play for us... Um, and he, what he played four or five games. That's it. It was pretty woeful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it was. Yeah. You don't want to say decline. It's almost like it was a player coming back, and you know, and he was in his late thirties and not not just turned thirty or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, Emilio would rem- might remember when Paul Parker uh, came back to us. Um, mm. Yeah. Under Adams yeah. and. It was sort of, you know, mate, you shouldn't have come back. You yeah. know, let me remember you <laughs> the way you were. Um, and, uh, you know, that his, those five games, four or five games, it's just, uh, mm. yeah, you know, he was here, but did it do anything to help us? Um, I mean, I've just had a look at the results and we lost all five games that he <laughs> played in. So, you know. Did he not play in that Sheffield United Cup defeat, that dire replay, 1-0 at home in extra time? Well, didn't he oh, play? I remember that. That was, that was probably the worst Fulham performance I can remember in, in many a moon. That, we were dire that night. It was a wet pitch. That was horrible. 1-0 defeat. It was on television as well, I remember. Yeah, and I remember watching it. Who he played in that game. Is one, one of his, you I'm know. just looking. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. He played the whole game. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's um, it's best forgotten. <laughs> it's probably the best. <laughs> okay. To look back on on oh. his uh, lone speller. Sure. Uh, okay. That, yeah. Okay. Let's move on from that. Let's just end with us just talking about most memorable moment. I just have to say we're probably all going to say the same. I will say Juventus. So that just stands out for me because it's something I will never forget. I I've watched that, Mike. I'm not kidding. Probably, I'm probably. I'll lowball this a thousand times, probably more than that, that chip. But that's the moment that will always stand out for me. And uh, over to you. I think you've already said that. It has to be Juventus. Yeah, I mean, I can't. You, you look back and you think of players and what your memory is. And anyone says Dempsey, it's that March evening and that goal. And, and people forget in the Europa Cup run, if you actually look, he... You know, he was sub quite a bit and he was subbing, you know, in the final as well. I remember. He, he wasn't a first team choice player. He had a lot of injuries that season. Um, but he, that goal is just so special. 
and will be, you know, along with the goal in the final in the playoff, is is forever going to be etched on Fulham fans' uh, memories. Absolutely. Over to you, Emilio. It has to be Juventus, correct? Yeah, it, I think it's difficult to disagree. But, you know, if you look at it from a different, as I said, the financial element, I think I mentioned it earlier, the, the Liverpool goal, that that financially was the most important goal for for for, for Fulham. Okay. Uh, because without without that goal or without that victory, we would have likely been relegated and there would have been no no Europa Cup glory, you know, story um, and a few seasons afterwards. But let's think about all the other memories as well. You know, I'll, you know, you know, I'm just reflecting back, and we talked about free kicks being in the right place, at the right time. Yep. Knack of scoring headers as well. We're not a big guy. I used to I remember was it around Christmas time, Mike, New Year's time, when he scored two goals against Chelsea. Both, I mean, one what, late equalised with his head or something like that. It was a two-two draw at home. It was just I remember you. that match. That was that was a headed goal, and then I think there was another equaliser he scored. You know, in the old era, late I think it was around Easter time. It was an even Monday evening game. So there's so many other memories. You know that right. the Newcastle hat trick when Alan Pardew was a Newcastle manager, I recall. So we stuffed them. I good remember and that. that day. You yeah. know, there's there's other you know not obviously not in the mold of the Juventus game, but you know there's other memories that's. You know, just stick clearly in my mind, and these were these were precious moments that, you know, hopefully we're going to see them again this season. But yeah. what we had then was a club that we, you know, we'd invested in players without necessarily the money that we're spending now. And now we obviously we can go to another level, up a couple of notches. But with what we paid for him and what we got out of him, you know, we, we can't argue value for money. Very very significant player in terms of pound for pound what we paid and what he delivered on the pitch. Okay, very good guys. Real quick, Mike, to you. How do you think Clint Dempsey will be remembered? Let's not say right now. Let's say in about 10, 15 years from now. What will be fans' thoughts of Clint Dempsey, you feel? Um, They they will look back and uh, remember the Europa Cup goal. That will be the main thing. And being part of the American link that uh, Fulham has. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to – that's that's – we're all going to remember him, and, and Emilio might be right as well. You know, in, a, in an era of, of fans, a certain era of fans, he will be in their starting eleven because of of what he did over those, yeah. you know, six or seven, six or seven years he was there. So uh, that's going to be the. I do have one more memory, if I can just mention it: the Newcastle ahead, Newcastle game where he scored a hat trick, and yep. uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's I remember that one back in. Early Jan, early January, January. But uh, yeah, and um, but yeah, that's going to be it. Really, is is that goal? Uh, it certainly won't be. He's, he's rapping anyway. You know, we can <laughs> definitely uh, not be that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what about what? What about you, Russ? Uh, what's your yeah. memories of him? Doesn't have to be Fulham. Could be US and uh, or even you know MLS games or something. Sure. No, for me, it's it's form. It starts with form. Obviously, he scored a tremendous amount of goals for the U.S. men's national team. And I remember watching him in the World Cup score goals, and uh, he was very good. But the way I look at it, it's funny because people ask me this all the time. Like, when I look at Quint Dempsey, how do I see him? Do I see him as a U.S. men's national team player, a revolution player, a Sounders player, or a Fulham player? I only see him one way. He's a foam player, and I think this is my opinion, the way I look at him. 
the best of Quint Dempsey's career was spent in Fulham. Again, I will go out and say I dare anyone to fight me on that. I don't see another part of his career that even comes close to his time. We got the best out of Quint Dempsey at Fulham. And that's the way I look at it. That's the best of his career was at Fulham. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it, guys. Emil, over to you. Yeah, I just see, you know, he'll always play, have a very special, you know, memories and I'm very, have very fond memories of him throughout his time at the club. Uh, you know, I had the privilege of meeting him a couple of times as well in his early part of his career. And he was, an, he was a nice guy, you know. You know, he's, he had very non-sporting type of hobbies as well. So he's actually just a genuinely normal guy who you know, loved his time at the club, you know. he I think Mike made a good point. He did divide opinion at times. And that yeah. was because maybe he wasn't scoring, you know, as many goals as people would like. But you know, as he started to get more confident and started getting technically a lot better, his contribution on the pitch like from you know defensively he used to used to do a lot of covering he was able to score penalties three kicks from his head from close distance from long range he offered a little bit of everything in a in a period of time where the club was going through some turbulent times so fond memories love him to bits you know i hope he has a pleasant retirement and uh, i'll never forget him neither will i for obvious reasons guys thank you so much for spending some time to talk about quint dempsey and uh this is a great show. It was great to look back at his career. And we have to talk about the good. We also have to talk about the move because I think it's fair to look at everything. But obviously, there's so much fond memories that that weighs the highest here. And, uh, and I think you guys did a great job of talking about it. But let's wrap up this episode. For Mike Gregg and Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.